Welcome to the Save Par Golf Podcast, where two average golfers talk about golf and things. I'm your host, Derek. Crack my neck. <laughs> I'm Dominic. We are currently on episode 104, and we have a very special guest tonight. We have Van with Van Nalen Customs. They make custom handcrafted head covers and accessories. If you're not following them on Instagram, make sure to hit that follow button. Their Instagram handle is at Van underscore Nalon, N-E-Y-L-O-N underscore Customs. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, so let's get right into it. Obviously, you have a, a really cool page. You've done some really cool things. Can you tell us a little bit about Van Nalen Customs and, and when you started the company? Uh, so I really started in, in, in 2021 as well. Like when I first started playing around with the idea, um, I, I mean, it, it was a mix of wanting something that wasn't available and actually just buying a product that I wasn't happy with. You know, I, I, I got an expensive product that I wasn't happy with. And it was kind of one of those, uh, um, there has to, there's gotta be a better option or, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm going to figure out how to make what I want to make. So my, I've, I, I'm technically an engineer. And it has nothing to do with like sewing, but I've worked with a ton of different mediums. I restored cars for 15 years. I mean, I was a car guy for my whole life, pretty much. Um, and I, I went to school for engineering, did custom woodworking and built custom furniture. So I've worked in a ton of different mediums. But my mom has been a seamstress uh a hobbyist forever so it was actually when this kind of incident and the idea hit me i was on a road trip going to see her so i talked to her about it and we worked out some patterns played around with it for a bit and it kind of got shelved for a little bit and came back to it like six months later and came home gathered up a little bit of stuff and, and just started making stuff i had some patterns i was familiar with sewing uh like i've been around it forever it's not like my main hobby but I've, I've been around it did auto upholstery even in furniture world had to know a little bit about textiles um so and just started playing and it's just grown and evolved from that really and it's still growing and evolving um you know this year i probably became more serious about it you know in in 2022 it was more experimenting and working with friends and friends you know and it was just small starting off um so this year has been even more of just kind of an experiment and playing around with a lot of different ideas um and kind of coming back around with everything and focusing in for next year too you do you have any previous experience in the golf industry itself and you talked about you're an engineer and you've had some obviously uh, experience with, you know, using a, a sewing machine, all that, but anything in the golf industry? No, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm almost 38. I started golfing when I was 18. I started golfing at the end of high school. Most of my youth I spent as like a skate rat BMX kid, you know, I was kind of a hoodlum. Uh, so golfing picked up with a bunch of other kind of trash ball friends. Um, and, but other than that, <laughs> no, boys, friends, I love it. When, when I, I went back to college as an adult, like in my late twenties, early thirties, and the only experience with golf was actually writing a paper about, um, about uh, some equipment fallacies about how, about marketing and about how they're not really changing things, how sometimes it's literally the club gets a facelift. It's the same thing as last year. So I did write a little bit of research into golf equipment uh, as part of my engineering studies, but that's about it as far as like anything in the golf business per se. Okay. That's well, pretty interesting. I mean, I feel like for, for the most part, I kind of picked up golf too, like right around that 18 yeah. of age mark too. And um, I think it's pretty cool and unique. The fact that like, We've, we've talked about this so many times, but like the golf industry itself is definitely revolutionizing. It's changing. Um, you know, you talked about being a, a BMX in the, in the skateboarding and all that. And I feel like that generation is also kind of transitioning into the golf, tapping into the golf industry as well. Literally what I did. Yeah. 
And yes. oh, I, I mean, definitely, you know, the, yeah. the landscape is, is changing. And it, I mean, even, even me, you know, I'm not, I'm not a button. I'm not necessarily like a button up polo kind of guy. I'm not a dress shirt, you know, it's not sure. always me. So even when some of the new stuff kind of started coming in four or five years ago, the little bit of, um, you know, lifestyle brand, alternative lifestyle brand started coming into golf i was a little skeptical of it but now i'm a lot more open to it because it does bring in and and allows a lot more diversity and people to see it's okay you know you don't have to dress or be a certain way to participate in the sport you know so i i I do think it's changing a lot um you know, what people want just out of the game too, I think is changing a lot. And, um, I don't know, it, it's interesting. Um, and that's like a whole topic and, you know, like a whole crazy True. topic in its own, really. Um, speaking of that, like for those of you who only listen to us, I'm currently wearing a crew neck that has Michael Jordan smoking a cigar. This is play more golf. I, I think it's probably the best piece of like golf wear anybody can wear no buttons no polo no zippers it's yeah, literally no. just michael with a cigar and a bucket like what more could you Com- want comfortable sweatshirt yeah and it's golf related yeah. like there's so many cool things you can wear for golf now granted i only go to like a country club with this bad boy on but probably not but i mean if we're if we're talking about it it's from tee up kicks with chris so mm-hmm. for chris's sake i'm gonna go to a country club with it and try to smoke a cigar. Yeah, you know and i really i personally don't like a lot of the stuffiness that's that's around it, you know, and there's and there's times when you just have to, you know, you go do it, you go into certain places, you you play by the rules, you know, you dress up. Uh, but what's nice is I think nowadays versus 10 years ago, there's a lot more options for people or things are even just more acceptable than they were 10 years ago showing up to the country club because there are some places that you know, uh, certain types of hoodie styles, athletic hoodies are, you know, it's sportswear, it's acceptable. So you can probably get away with that 10 years ago. And eh, that wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't have been probably able not. to. So it, it is shifting, you know, sometimes it's slow. Um, but like me, my normal golf outfit, I, you know, people say joggers, I wear like a Trek pants, you know, so it's not a super tight dro- jogger. Um, but like that and a hoodie or a t-shirt is my normal golf attire. You know, I, I don't play a lot of country clubs. If I do, I'll put a shirt on. Hopefully it's fall or winter. I like sweaters. I'm a sweater guy, you know, and get away with a lot with a sweater. I agree. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the name? So we talked before we hopped on air here. So Van Nalen Customs, just tell us a little bit the backstory of how you kind of created that name. Uh, you know, really. Uh, um wanted something like i said you know a little bit of it was came from a little bit of a joke inside joke with some friends a little bit of an inside joke with family but really it's a family name it's you know it's my it's a part of my son's name and so it's set the joke aside really it's about creating something that i can leave for him one day leave for you know that my kids like that's kind of uh, part of why I have it as that name, you know, like a motivation for me, like, Hey, this isn't just for you. It's, you know, you're working towards something for the future. Um, so like I said, the little bit of a joke or, you know, kind of my nickname is part of it, but you know, really when it comes down to it, that's what it is, is, you know, something, you know, it's, a, it, it's family based. Sure. I love that. No, that's awesome. I like that whole, uh, how you kind of said it, it's not just for you, but hopefully, you know, kind of inspires you for, for your, for your child as well. So that's, I like that. It's well put. Um, let, let's, uh, let's kind of talk about the business side of things. So you said you started kind of 2021. Um, so you started this, what has been like the toughest part of starting your own company? Uh, you know, the same being, I, I think part of that in in this is a just making a decision. Uh, as odd as that sounds, because you you don't know what people are going to want. You know, you don't always know. Like if you're making something to sell, like you don't know what people are going to want, and they don't always want to see the same thing. So I think just being <laughs> being. Um, 
being sure of yourself and your own decision. That's gen- honestly like the hardest thing is just like believing in yourself to to keep going. That's but um for me really I've been like I said I've been in the golf world forever just navigating a new space, you know, and um feeling your way around. It, it it's it, it Luckily, it's not necessarily my first business and my first attempt at running or starting a business, but finding a new market. I mean, that's going to be the hardest thing, finding your place. Um, I think that, but I think really when you talk to other people, it's believing in yourself. That's the hardest thing. And that's what you have to do first, because especially when you start, not that many people are going to believe in the the first handful of things you make aren't going to be as nice as you want them to do. And so you have to be okay with like the first dozen things you make, the quality is not what you want it to be. And you have to be okay with that. If not, you're not going to go back to making it. So I just believe it in yourself. That's, that's the hardest thing after that. I mean, I don't know. There's a, there's some of it that's easy and there's some of it that's not, you know, me though, you know, as like an honesty, I'm one person, so I can make that really nice, beautiful product. But at the same time, the work's not done there. I have to still take pictures and, you know, and I, and I have to put it out there. So it, it, it's all difficult, you know, in, in a way, like I said, there's things that are easy and it, there's it, it's all difficult. But I think for anybody, it's just getting started. That's that's like the hardest thing for most people to do. And you you hear all that stuff about it, you know, this many people start doing something, only 10% of people start doing, start creating something. And out of those, that 10%, only 10% keeps creating something. Most of those people stopped believing in themselves or what they're doing. I mean, that's, that, that's the hardest thing. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, our first couple pods were uh, a mess. I would say we we did um, we did a handful of practices. Yeah, we kind of did like some test runs. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, everything you said is spot on. You know, you look at there are so many people that make head covers and stuff like that, but I feel like a lot of them just don't have like that substance to them. Yeah. Um, you got to be willing and wanting to put yourself out there to an extent, right? Like in your case, it's, Hey, I made this and I can make this. And in my opinion, they look pretty damn good. Um, Thank you. But you still have to, you have to want it. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a want, there's a desire. Things don't happen overnight. Right. And I think when I, when I asked like the toughest part about starting your own company, like it's kind of a loaded question because a, like, like what you said is spot on. It's like actually just believing in yourself and doing it. Cause I think yeah. those two things are probably the most important part, but you'd also mention, you know, you do everything. You're, you're kind of the solo guy, right? So you have, not only are you making this product, you're also, you obviously have to talk to the customer, you know, one-on-one, you have to post videos, you have to create content, and then you have to respond to emails and shipping. So there's like a, there's an abundance of things that oh, you have yeah, to do yeah. with. You know, but but I think I think you nailed it. That that is the first part, and I think that those things scare people to do that, and that's why I think that's probably the most important thing is just just doing it. Trying things it, is scary, yeah, like, it, and it really is. And uh, you know, I I still hit little hiccups here and there. Um, you know, when I when I first started, I started with mostly just all wool material. I still love it. I still work with it. I'm actually kind of separating the two because I don't want it to get lost in the mix and it kind of has its own place. Um, but that's what I started with. And now um, if you saw the box of projects I have for like the next probably month or so lined up, it it it's all insane. It's all completely different. So every material is different. Every material moves differently. Um, you know, they all, they all scrunch, they all stretch. It's all. So it's learning that too, as I go and being able to be adaptive with that. Um, you know, when it comes, when it comes down to it for like, uh, just a, a driver, 
you know, I, I got some sitting here, but like well, a driver. Um, just that's I, I have six different templates for that for just the you know a 460 driver depending on what material it is so that's how kind of precise and intricate i'm trying to get with everything you know i I, there is a little bit of chasing perfection with a few things with it um but me personally i just know that things can be done to a higher standard so i kind of hold myself to that with most things i do um and and there's been a lot of experimentation to kind of get it to how I have them. And it's one of those things like with my product, it's it's genuinely uh, you almost you really need to hold one to like kind of feel the difference because you can see that it's not wrinkly. You know, like I don't flat pack my stuff. My stuff can't go in a, in a poly mailer. I have to put it in a box because they're semi structured. Um so it's just, you know, the product's a little different and it's a little more refined than kind of the industry standard. Um, and I don't know if that was kind of my engineering background or just a perfectionist that kind of took over with that part of it, though, too. Is there, um, you know, we just we're talking about materials and everything. Is there one that you just hate to work with? It's- I love that. I had a similar question, which I like. Yeah. So, yeah, I stole so, it. So, <laughs> no, okay. no. so there's not much like uh, quite a few things I have already worked with or 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 can or don't mind are difficult. Um, something I don't want to work with is silk, like silk stuff. It's so thin the way it moves. Um not for me. There's not really much use for it. I mean, if someone really wanted, I'll figure it out. Uh, if someone really wanted something, but uh, but silk, you know, I I did, and there's one on there. I did a Kith puffer jacket. Um, it was a nightmare to work with. It, it just made a god awful mess. But the next time I go and do one, I might. I kind of figured out some things with that and how to not make a mess. But the same, like a puffer jacket. It, to be able to keep the feathers in without it poking out through the the outer layers, there's four la- there's actually four layers of material in there. So keeping that from moving around while you're working with it, super difficult. Um, but it, there's not much that I'm afraid of, really. There, you know, I, I've most of the general stuff I think that people are going to send me, I can I can work with. How many covers do you get out of like one? If we sent you a jacket, is it just one cover, or it, so? It, so so it all depends. So it all depends. You know, like the camo, the camo is an odd example because like the camouflage, like one camouflage shirt, if it's a large shirt, I can get three or four items out of it. Um, but like the polo sweaters, I mean, yep. it's one sweater. One one shirt and i i've saved all the other knit material for some other ideas um but yeah like something like that it's one sw- it, it's i get one out of it because there's only one emblem on it sure. um now things like some because there's other stuff i haven't posted for i haven't posted on there never did or um you know even a few projects like I have coming up that someone sent me, I want to get more out of an item. So I'll go and find some vintage patches or something to add some extra embellishment to get more out of that main jacket, you know? So there is it. it, it, So it's like, if you're looking at something and there's literally, you know, like there's one pocket, one crest, but there's tons of material. Talk to me. I can figure something out. You know, we can figure something out to, to add to it or you know there's always an option but it it really depends on the material the item and so that kind of dictates cost you know what what the cost of a project will be um but yeah so like it it all depends on on the item itself and and what i can get but yeah most shirts i can technically get usually two items out of safely sometimes three um, but they might be a little boring, you, you know, like I said, it, it just kind of all depends on what I'm trying to get it out, what I'm trying to get out of it. 
I have a couple favorites, unless you want to keep going. Oh, but oh, I don't boy, really no, care. Absolutely no, you're good. So I love, I know we talked about this already. I love the Hornet starter jacket with a zipper pocket. That's probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally like, I'm on eBay, Timberwolves jackets. Like, just get me one. Yeah. Um, and then I think a sleeper one that's one of my favorites is I like the Tyson lamb towel. I had that one. On that, too. And, yeah, that and I, I got a couple, I, I have a couple more of those coming up that, that you'll see um, from customers. And then just one that it, like one of the first kind of ones that actually did really well with like moving away from just the standard material was uh, the BB and F co towels. So I actually am working with Patrick on a collab right now. And we'll have a pretty large batch of those towels, hopefully by Christmas. I want to have them ready for Christmas. Um, But I I like the towels in the same. The towels, kind of what's different, too, is everyone that that sent one to me so far um, has has just loved them. Because, like I said, they come back structured, you know. Um, Like I said, you know, this is made from a work shirt, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not floppy. So the same, you send me a towel, you're getting back this, it doesn't, it's still a towel, but it doesn't feel like, you know, it it has a feel to it again. Um, but there, the, it's kind of a unique way to preserve that too, you know? Um, and the same, I did some more military. That was kind of one that I still do. And I don't post a lot of them. Um, Cause I don't want it to be like too repetitive. You know, I don't want it to be too repetitive yeah. on the page, but like those, I really like doing too. Um, but I, I like just doing whatever, you know, I, I like, I like, I like the personal projects to be honest with you. Like when people are sending me like a personal item, you know, the, the golf towel, some of it that people have sent me, it's cool. But I, I, I like doing the personal projects um, you know, or just knowing like that's when someone's getting something back, they're smiling, you know, that was always kind of just a reward and anything I did. Um, but with this, I have kind of found a, a satisfaction, like the, the firefighter one that I did, the bunker gear one, like that one was like one that was just kind of like touching to me because, um, you know, doing something nice for someone that puts their life on the line for their community. And and it's not so much that it was like a local um, per se, like they're he's from about an hour and a half away, but it's still Ohio. And like at where he's from, I drive, I used to drive through there every day for like two years. Um, so some of those just, they, they feel extra personal to me too. How, how long does it typically take to, sorry. Yeah, how long does it typically take to like make make a batch or like said the like for the hornets uh, uh for example, how long does that typically take? It makes me wish I'm that getting, I bought I'm, a half moon bay towel. No, I'm I'm getting I so as I go, you know, the same like I just listened to uh you guys talk with Tyler, um mm-hmm. you know, Lowry, uh with the putters, you know, the same as I go, it, it gets easier as I do more. Uh the starter jackets uh i i ruined a couple of of jackets learning how to do it and i kind of sometimes you know they say practice with like junk material i don't always believe that because if you if you're not working with the exact material when you go to do it with that material Yep. Still might not be right so the starter jackets i i messed a couple up figuring things out how to work with them um but now i like to do those like that's probably it's i'm not going to say it's a whole day project but i like to try and be super super precise with those my process is getting better but i would say that it takes a chunk of my day up i um i'm not like i said i'm not going to say like a one of the starter jacket ones is going to take a whole day but it is three four hours probably um if I'm moving quickly, but like I said, I, there's a lot of precise cuts. Like if you watch the video of that one, or even some, mm-hmm. I, you don't see every step of, you know, you don't see every step of yeah, the you process. Get everything. Sure. But like with that, it was like, 
uh, there's a, some math involved and, you know, just being super careful lining things up. So it, it probably like that. Yeah. Probably a couple hours, three, four hours. Um, the first few I did, they did take me almost, you know, a whole day. Um, but part of that, like, you know, just becoming more comfortable with actually taking apart those items, like learning how to take apart this, a front pocket starter jacket and how to get it apart quickly. Um, and because that's always like the most delicate part really of that is making sure I don't tear into that, getting it apart. We have this really old vintage, like duck camel Carhartt coat. And I think it was my great grandpa's. It's super like worn in, has the old brass buttons, the corduroy collar. I don't think I'm ready to like cut it up. Nor I think my dad would let me cut it up. Yeah. But that thing would be unreal. I'll have to send you pictures when I later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's and, super like vintage type stuff. And uh, like, even with that, like the same next week, I'm working on a box of someone's grandpa shirts. Um, they didn't know what to do with them. And they're like, you know, they're just going to get ruined sitting and bouncing from closet to closet or going in the attic. So he sent me a box of grandpa shirts to just turn into, you know, a, a little collection of head covers for them. Um, you know, I did one person's grandpa's Navy uniform. That one I didn't, I didn't post just, it was kind of sentimental. So I kind of left that one be, um, but, um, it's, I think what I'm doing too is a good way to preserve some of those items that just get shoved into the closet and yeah, it's going to go out on the golf course, but yeah, if you got an extra golf bag, maybe you just want to have it be a little decoration. You know, how many people in their golf in their office have, you know, an extra set of clubs in a bag or something. So it, it, it's also some of them are a little piece of artwork or a good way to remember something or an event and set it aside too. Um, you know, I so I, I, I look at it that way. Like I said, those are kind of the projects too I like to get come by me. Do you ever thrift like materials at all? I know it's I'm, I'm assuming most people send it into you, but like even like on your own stuff that you do, do you? So, so I, you know, so I do. You can the problem in in all honesty, uh, you know, with if, if I didn't have kids, I probably would be more in the thrift shops looking for other stuff. Um, but at the same time you can go to the thrift shop. I can go hit up every single thrift store in like a 20, 30, 40 minute drive for me and not find anything good for a day. You know, I can, so I can spend five, six hours hunting around. Um, so I, I do, I hit up eBay, you know, I've made a few friends on the internet too, you know, so there's a few people that I can ask if they have, you know, like with the polo stuff, like I, I, you know, I did, I wiped out eBay, um, a few months ago and caused my own inflation issue. Uh, <laughs> it's like, like in all honesty, I, I, I caused my own, my own spike in, in sweaters. Um, you know, so I go, on ebay i look for stuff like i said i got a few collectors a few friends that are into thrifting um so i'm starting to pull from other things but when i'm looking for something like right now if i have an idea i just hit ebay you know i'm hitting ebay uh i have a few you know there's other thrift and you know used and reseller sites and all that kind of stuff so when i get an idea yeah i i hit the i hit the internet looking for what i can find and uh you know sometimes i could you know like i said it, it's it's rare right now that i really go out and try and have like a thrifting day it just unfortunately doesn't fit into the schedule right now moral of the story don't have kids <laughs> I love them, but I mean, just be ready. They take up yeah. a lot of time. They take up well, a lot of time. I'd imagine. Oh, that too. Like thrifting too is like kind of that. Super <laughs> hit or miss. Well, the, yeah, yeah, that yeah. and like thrifting has been around for obviously a long time, but I feel like that kind of that 
thrifting like the old vintage st- stuff is like really in right now so it's like even harder sometimes that a lot of competition you know yeah. a lot of exactly and 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 some stuff is just so seasonal too you know like uh the same starter jackets like starter jackets that i have had saved in my ebay watch list that were 40 dollars when i put them in there it's winter time browns are doing okay that thing's seventy dollars now, eighty. You know, so yep. you have some seasonal, you know, peaks. Golf equipment's the same way, you know. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it, it's it's going with that. You know, I have and the same. I have people on my list that want something, but finding that item might take a you know might take a few you know might take a few months. Like if you want you a real specific. Um, and if someone wants something and they don't have the time to find it on eBay, get a hold of me. If you say I want this athletics jacket, send me a picture of it. I'll spend the time find, you know, I'll put it in my in my search history. So it's like if you have something and you don't have the resources or don't want to spend the time looking, I that's also part of my job too. And I, you know, and I'll do that because I know what sizes work best for shrinking something down because that that's the other thing trying to you know talk to people about too is unfortunately not everything can be upcycled into because we're talking about something that we wear into a 12 inch tall item so it takes a little bit of you know the the skill I'm starting to, you know, develop to say, to be able to just look at a picture and say, if that's a large an adult large, that's perfect. You know? So sometimes me hunting for the item, I might find, you know, I might find it. Cause I have had people send me the wrong size, you know, they, they're like, I thinking that I'm going to upcharge them too. Cause like, I, I'm not, you know, I, I I'm not going to, if the jacket costs 75 bucks and I found, and I found it, you're going to pay 75 bucks for it. I'm not going to charge you say it's 120 bucks and then hit you with my service charge. You know what I mean? So, sure. and, and that's, that's just, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah that's how that is. Um, but yeah, if, if someone wants to, you know, if someone wants me to find something, like I said, I do have the eye for what works, what, what's going to work. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's part of a little secret too, that I have of, of knowing what to look, you know, of knowing what to look for. And like I said, how, how, how to shop for that kind of stuff too. I'm kicking myself because I know it's, writing the post on instagram this morning i couldn't think of what word i wanted to use upcycle that was the damn was word, the word. <laughs> i was like creator of uh, i sat there and i'm like i don't want to say recycled i don't want to say handmade because it sounds kind of boring i'm like ah, oh, i don't change it now I, well let's do it now <laughs> um upcycled's the word have you have you ever really had like a really odd request or like what's like been the most unique request uh i have some i have some luxury items in like serious luxury items in a box um i mean those are just extreme to to be honest i have a couple of furbies in a box right now really so how's that work yeah uh well, you'll see. And I was actually kind of, uh, it, it was just someone kind of triggered uh, a weird thought in my head. And, and so, so we'll, we'll see. I know I can like make it come to fruition. Sure. Um, I'm not going to divulge the whole thing, but um, there, there is a, a, a pro out there. If you type it in, there's a pro out there that has some Furby head covers. And so someone wants a version of that and i looked at it and i said yeah i can do that and then i actually just kind of became obsessed with the idea of like yeah actually i need to violate that furby with a golf club so so crazy for 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 quite some time yeah yeah Um, furby yeah they've been uh 98 you know i haven't had anything you know too crazy and to be honest i i 
think how my kind of customer base has started is that it's just the golf community. I mean, I, I haven't run a single ad, you know, I don't have a huge page either. I haven't run a single ad. Um, but I, I feel like I have a real genuine following because it is, it's just, it's built from the golf community. You know, I'm a member of the golf community. I've supported a lot of creators and makers and, you know, for the past couple of years and they supported me back. And so, I, like I said, you know, a lot of people um, that that, yeah, that follow me, that interact with me are really good people. Um, I haven't had one single bad cut, you know, like, like I, some people say, oh, I've had someone that's difficult to work with. I haven't, you know? Um, so, uh, so I do really like that. I, I haven't had a lot of like genuinely crazy requests yet. Yeah. I'm waiting for it. Um, I'm looking at but, some right now, <laughs> so but I'm starting but I'm starting to get just way more unique items. You know, I have, um, like I said, I, I just kind of closed the books down for the rest of the year because I want to try and I have, I really have like a few, I have a few long projects like that. Like I have one that I probably have 30 hours into and I don't even know how to describe, but it's like a quilting project. Um, and yeah, it's probably genuinely about 25, 30 hours invested into it. Um, and that's like, you know, something I wouldn't even know how to charge for really, but it, but it's something pretty cool. Um, you know, so there's just lots of, lots of odd stuff. No, like I said, no crazy requests. Um, the luxury items are kind of interesting because it's just one of those things like I, 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 never i haven't cut into a thousand dollar handbag yet so yeah you know so i had you know so it's like you kind of have to sit on this for a second and it's like okay take your time you, you know really map out like a game plan of what i'm gonna do before i take my knife to it i was showing derek i had a pvc latex trench coat idea <laughs> <laughs> Like Dexter the game yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Do you, you get like more nervous like working on something? Like, obviously, you said you haven't like cut into like uh, I don't want to say what brand it is, but I don't think I end. could. I don't think I could make myself cut into like a Gucci bag or well, there's yeah, like some of those like Louis Vuitton bags have been around for a while. It could be an old bag, and maybe I mean they still hold yeah. their value, but oh like, yeah. I, I would be petrified. You know, not only like for me, like if I had the bag to like send it to you, not that I couldn't, wouldn't trust you, but I'd imagine like on your side, like, like you said, like you have to be very careful with your cut. And it's not just like, I would question the person. I'd be like, are you sure? (laughs) Well, it's just like, at first, yeah, but you know, it's, um, it's one of the, it's the same. It's just one of those things like, uh, you can't always be scared. You know, you just can't always be scared. So for me, like I, I have, I've at least like touched uh, Gucci bags and Louis Vuitton bags. So I know what they are. I, I know what the material is. Um, but for like, so for this process, so say like, it's just even for a potential customer out there. Um, even with this, you're going to send me a message. You can email me, send me a message. Um, Tell me what you have going on. Send me some pictures of it. Um, I might ask you to hold a ruler up or a tape measure so I can get a visual size of it. Um, if I'm if I'm if I know I can work with it or almost a hundred percent certain, I'm gonna have you send it to me. Uh, and as soon as it gets in, I'm gonna look at it and evaluate it. If if I know I can work with it, I'm it's gonna go. It's gonna get stashed away in some boxes. Get set, you know, gets nice and sealed up and set away um and if it's if it's not something i think i can work with i'm just going to be honest with you and send it right back because the same that's like the last thing i want to do is a cut up a family heirloom something that's important to you and then not be able to not be able to send you back a finished product that would be like my worst nightmare and i would never do that so uh, yeah, it's going to be like a little nerve wracking, but like I said, I've cut into just enough 
stuff. I, I work with enough. And like I said, I know what it is. There's a slight, I'll have to make a slight modification like in my assembly process, but I've been through this enough with enough unique materials that I know how to make the change on the fly. You know, there's one, like I said, there's one part in my process that I might have to change something with that particular material. But other than that, nothing else gets affected. Um, so oh, if there is a problem, I already have the solution. So I do feel good about that. Like I said, That's I've good. cut up and experimented enough that um, I'm not afraid of too much. Do you have to, have you ever had to turn down something? Like you get it in the mail and you're like, you know what? I just, I, this yeah, part, this yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, a few things that people had sent me that a I thought were just like maybe dirty, you know. Uh, there were a couple that, and there's a couple that what people wanted I just couldn't get out of it. Like if a a logo's too big, you know. So that's like like I said, if you're if you have something in mind, shoot me a message. I'll talk to you about it. And if you really want to shop on your own, I'll tell you what you need. Like the I'll tell you the pertinent you know, points as to what to look for. Um, the main things that I've had to turn down are actually golf towels that are actually too big, that the um, the graphics might be too big or they're oriented the wrong way. And I can't really get anything out of it or I don't want to cut into a graphic. You know, I, I don't want to cut into, like, if you're sending me something for a jacket, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to cut, you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to cut into yeah, certain logos. Or, yeah. Um, so I, I actually have had to turn down. It seems more in the past probably month or so more than I have in the past six months. Um, but yeah, it's just been a lot of stuff that was either just the right, you know, just the wrong size, but yeah, a lot of towels that are just uh, the wrong orientation really to, to get a driver out of or, uh, just to get what they want out of. I know your books are closed, like you mentioned for the for the year. Um, but do you do you charge like on a per cover basis, depending on like the actual material, or do you have like a flat standard rate that you so charge? It's a little. It's a little bit of. It's a little bit of both. Um, as I go, I with some of these projects, I the more complex they are. Um, you know, of course, the more it's going to be. So like uh, like a towel, like a golf towel, it's just a flat $75 fee. It's um, it's standard, and that includes your tax and shipping back to you. Um, so those are like super standard. You know, that's something the same that, granted, my wait list is, gets backed up, but those are quick projects too. Um but they're a little more e they're a little more easy. And like I said, it's part of it's a it's a basic item for me as far as like process goes. So it has a flat fee. Um as Sorry, I go, no, what I'm, was the price though? That was stem's good, I think, but he's having a coughing attack a little bit. I couldn't no, hear. no, it's okay. <laughs> Choked on uh, my hair. It, so like the the so if you send me a towel or yep. uh or like so if you send me a golf towel or a pin flag, it's $75. It's okay. that's your tax, that's your tax shipping back to you. Um and it's a few extra bucks. It, mm -hmm. And it's a few extra dollars too, but I send it back with extra insurance, you know. And like I said, I don't flat pack my stuff. So I'm everything gets sent in a you know, a crush proof box. So my shipping cost is a little more than some, you know, than some people. Um, but I put, I make sure to put extra insurance on it. Cause if you sent me a towel um, and something happens, once I ship it out, it's on me. So I do, I, there's a few extra bucks with a couple of things um, or a few items every once in a while, you might be like, Oh, that, I don't know. But uh, yeah, 75 bucks. And like you said, it's, I, I personally think that that's a pretty good rate for the service that I provide, you know, and, and like I said, it's your tax and shipping included. So I try and keep it fair too. Um, and that's, and, and that's one of the things too, with this is trying to keep a really good price point with some of the custom stuff. If I make it, you know, I still have to get my hourly rate or like those polo sweaters. They're not 
super cheap to begin with. Um, so, you know, in all reality, I'm working one cover with just the cost of that sweater. If I spent it on wool, I could get, I could get eight or nine covers out of it, you know? So it's like, so it's going to have to be a more expensive item, but to be honest, it's, it, it, I would almost dare anyone to try and make those the way I do. And it's just, um, it's, it's something super unique. So you're paying for it with the wool stuff. My real intention with that is genuinely to, and what I'm going to kind of campaign for this next year is to try and actually change what the industry standard is quality wise and price wise. Um, it's been a little internal debate with me, but I genuinely feel what most people sell is a little overpriced and it's not to disparage anyone's work. I think it comes from most businesses trying to get the highest <laughs> yield out of, you know, trying to get the, the biggest return on investment. Yep. Um, but I think in certain areas in the industry, the quality is, has gone down and maybe people have just been a little unchecked. Um, in their position, but I genuinely think like, and the way that I can put it in like a simple business standpoint is I'm one, one guy with zero buying power. And if I can offer it at my price point, um, and I understand other companies have marketing and they're paying employees. Um, but the price point doesn't make sense to me because I have zero buying power and they have more buying power to purchase material at a lesser rate than I do. I genuinely think that they overcharge probably by 25, 30% just on the, just right off the top. And there's marketing reasons into that too, because that's how you have your Black Friday sales, your 4th of July, your President's Day sales. A lot of companies rely on those sale days. And that's just even in like the apparel world too, you know, they rely on these key sale days throughout the year. I don't want to operate like that. And I, I, but like I said, I genuinely think there's a lot of things in the golf market that are worth the price you pay. And then there's some stuff out there that's not. So that is kind of like the intention is uh, to provide a, a, a higher quality price at a better price point. Um, the the custom stuff it's harder to do that with because like I said the nature of the items um, but I, I try to keep it fair I want everyone to have really cool shit and you know that that's it I mean like I said I'm a normal dude I don't come from money I had to learn how to make my own cool shit but I want everyone to have cool cool stuff at just the most affordable price point that I can make it at and like I said it it's led me to really believe some of these other people could come back down or, or they need to bring their quality up. Most of your business well, come from Instagram. Oh. I'm trying to think of how I don't want to word it. Um, you know, 75 bucks. That's not bad. You know, you look at what I'm not going to say names because if they want to sponsor us, I'm down. Yeah, and- but some people are charging, you know, like big box companies, right? Like, no, like nothing custom. You know, I paid like 55 bucks for one of my head covers and I would have gladly paid the extra 20 bucks if they were made with, I hate saying made with love, but like, I can tell you like, actually like doing it. I, so yeah, I, I pay the extra 20 bucks to have somebody sit there, design it, cut it, make it with their hand and care about the product that I'm going to get versus just spend 55 bucks on something that just looks cool. And then you're like, well... Yeah, no, 45 other people have the same product. Yeah, you know, and like I said, it's it's one of those things like I I don't want to like the same. I'm not going to like ever like talk bad about anybody, anything. I think and it it's just I it's mainly the price point to me. I think um I think, you know, you it's probably a general consensus you guys hear and you see a lot too that golf is expensive. And um, this is just one of those items when it comes to like kind of some of the standard items, you know, standard leather, standard wool, 
I just think that they're a little little overpriced and that yeah that that the bigger companies don't put the same attention into it because like I have to make money too like I, like I'm not going to say that I'm not a business I still have to operate as a business um but I think that a little bit of like the the love and the passion isn't there in the product you know um and I just like to maybe see that more out of com- out of you know companies. I mean, it's one of those things. If you want change in something, you kind of have to hold people responsible and 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 make a statement about it, you know. And um and, and I didn't want to do that at first, but I I genuinely think um you know through the support of a lot of my customers, I just genuinely. Th- think that that's kind of the right thing to do is to to put it to to put it out there in that manner too um so the same like if you want wool or you know your traditional kind of stuff the same you you message me and um there's like 200 options just from the harris tweed collective that i can pick from so it's a tailored experience you message me i'm gonna see what you're into what you like what kind of colors you like send you a bunch of options to choose from, you know, and the same, like you said, make sure that you're not just picking off of the website, something that you like, but you tell me what you want and I'll make sure that you get it and find you the closest thing. Or, you know, if I have to put multiple things together to get you what you want. I think a patchwork wool or patchwork wool plaid would be super cool. And I Just save all my <laughs> the same. I've been saving scraps for like two years for that, same, <laughs> you know, for that same thing. Uh, you know, so there's a there's a bag of project stuff. So one day I'll sit down and, you know, construct out a couple like that, too. Um, Patchwork with like the zigzags for the stitching. Cool. Don't yeah, steal yeah. my idea unless you send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> send me a, send me a message. Send me a message. <laughs> is there is there anything else you want to ask before we do some rapid fire questions? No, I've asked all my questions. Okay. Unless I think of one halfway through the rapid okay. fire questions. All right. So what we'll do here, just yeah, because we're kind of wrapping up here, but we'll just yeah, do yeah, some yeah. rapid fire questions. They're not really rapid fire, but we try to make them rapid fire, and then we'll do a a food question, and then uh, we'll pretty much conclude the uh, the episode. But uh, first, rapid fire question is: What cover are you using right now that you've made? Uh- so like right now i actually i actually got one like right here too i like i said i brought a little box but like it's so hard to tell it's like a rainbow fleck on this black wall yeah it's super basic so like i i i have one of those and um give a shout out to to this lady maggie her name is maggie from austin nitty limits um like even in my story, I ha- I I have one because someone asked that question too. Um, I almost always have one of her hand knit covers in on my bag, so it's like I'll usually have one of mine, and I usually have one of her little wool ones. She made me some uh, Buzz and Woody knit themed uh, Toy Story, you know, Toy Story knit yep. covers. So I almost always have one of hers, but yeah, I'll usually have one of mine and one of hers. I like it. Um, you have a chance to win $50,000. You get Steph Curry to hit a three-point shot, field goal kicker, any any kicker to hit a 40-yard field goal, or Tiger Woods to sink a 10-foot putt. We should try to make it Cleveland-related. Oh, I, I, no no good cle- – nothing. I, I'm not I a Cleveland say, sports. I mean, I'll say I'm not a real a Cleveland. <laughs> he knocked out uh, Tim Anderson I, I mean, pretty good, too. Yeah, you're putting the money on Tiger out of that for sure. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of what I figured. I know we. I think the last we had Steph, uh, we had the oh, I'm Steph Curry Steph. yeah, for yeah. The three pointer. I mean, Steph, Steph's probably gonna make it too. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. sure shot there too. Yeah. Um, I'm taking anything Jose Ramirez though. What What is your favorite snack on the course? Uh, you know what? Probably. Uh, honestly, uh. Planners heat peanuts, not like not the Cajun spice, but just heat. It, it's just the heat ones and probably beef jerky. That's probably just like the simplest, like go, you know, just go to snack there. Uh, early morning golf or twilight golf? 
Mm, there's huge benefits to both. La- like, if you would have asked me last year, it would have been like not not this past season, but the year before. It was all twilight. This year, it has had to be early morning because that's the only way to get uh, the rounds in for me for the most part now is get them out in real early in the morning. You play quite a bit. Like, obviously, you have kids and you have this business as well do you i mean do you get out like once twice a week or once every yeah couple of weeks yeah or? so uh, last year i was blessed up and hopefully my wife doesn't like listen to this but last year <laughs> um when like they always there's that guy in like wisconsin or whatever that always plays like nineteen thousand rounds of, you know plays a ridiculous yep. amount of golf sets a, a guinness world record people that year used to send me that shit all the time because I played like three or four times a week, easy um, (laughs) for a while. Granted a lot of nine holes, but now this year I played more at the beginning. It's, you know, Cleveland weather's getting to be a little rough. Um, But generally the past few months, once or twice, I mean, once definitely uh, two times is good. Three is, is lucky for the past, you know, couple of months, but once or twice. That's awesome. That's pretty, that's impressive. Good for you. And a little fun fact too, just throw it out. I uh, have only been playing hickory golf for like the past two years now. Like I started in the same, not, not this past year, but the year before, couple months in bought them as uh just to play them you know here and there as like a novelty and haven't put them down since so really? i've did yeah you, i did you buy them from like a thrift store or did you actually like buy like high-end like uh the same give the another uh, another little shout out to a great maker tad Moore. uh from uh look him look him up as super awesome guy killer story makes like some makes some of the best make some of the best hickory golf clubs in the world. He's been making golf clubs uh, since Kennedy was president. So, I mean, he worked for McGregor. Uh, Cool. You know, try and get him on the show. He's a real cool dude, full of history. Um, But he makes replicas. So I bought a set of his replicas and yeah, haven't put them down since. I mean, I've probably, like I said, I don't want my wife to hear it, but probably since I bought those two over 200 rounds of golf with them. So I've, I've, play, I've played, a, played a lot of golf the past two years. We put them to good use though. So that's all. I definitely have. I've yeah. got my money out of them. Um, I'll let you ask the food questions here. Actually, I'll let you ask the last two. What's the food question? I took most of them. Yeah. It's cause you know what, when I'm looking at it, you know, what's in the way, what's in the way microphone. Okay. Here, well, here, let's switch it up. Here we go. Can you see it now? Well, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Ask away. Are we at, are we on the good one? Just do this. Hell yeah. So you get to pick three celebrities or sports stars to play a foursome with. Okay. Who you pick in? Three celebrities or and sports stars. Uh yeah, I probably end up being controversial. I'm gonna take Sean Connery. He's always had a real interesting standpoint on golf. Uh I'll take Sean Connery. Don't get it. Uh, do you not like golf? Let's sure, see. Really well, well, oh, okay. Yeah, go go look it up. He's if you look, he's had some interesting comments on it. But he oh. he was kind of a traditional guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd probably actually take like Victor Hovland play with someone like that. Super fun. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not the biggest. Like 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 fanboy of stuff, you know. So like sometimes that that doesn't uh, that doesn't click. But I'd probably go like more old school. Like uh, I'd want to play around with Jack, you know. I'd want to play around with Jack. Uh, I'd want to, you know, Lee Trevino. Those would probably. I'd probably lean more into playing with a lot of the the older guys. That's who I'd want to pick their brains. Would you play with the Hickory Hickory clubs as well? I still would. I get I get made fun of every once in a while when people see them. Um, but yeah, I, I have no intentions of putting them down. I I I took on Myrtle Beach with them and didn't have any issues. You know, play you know played courses. Probably didn't have any right to be playing with Hickory clubs, but uh, haven't really had any deterrence from it yet. Yeah, lose a little distance over modern stuff, but uh, no no deterrence yet. 
That sounds so fun. Um, so what would your walk-up song be on hole one? Mm, my walk-up song. Like what's oh, going to get you amped up and what's going to get the crowd amped up? Uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight. You got to bring oh, it in like right classic. around that drum solo. I like it. Um, so we we asked so pretty much all the rapid fire questions, and we really appreciate your time. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this one, and then I'll let Dom ask the last question that we normally ask. But um, favorite restaurant locally in your area what would be your go to spot. Where are we oh, eating in Ohio? I'll tell you what. I mean, in, in the same there's 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 so much good stuff. I mean, yeah. technically, I I would take you to Taco Bell. Uh with my schedule i, I like I, i'm not i'm not gonna lie my schedule allows for taco that's where i'm going after this um but uh there's we actually have a ton of really good food so this is like one of those things like if there's anyone from cleveland listening no matter what i say it's gonna be wrong uh <laughs> but me and my wife me and my wife go to this place called Don's Lighthouse. And I mean, it's not like it's nothing crazy, but it's just one of those places that uh, it's quiet and it's super consistent. Like I've never had a bad meal there, so I can always go there. She gets her wine, her calamari, and, and I get a really good, you know, and I, I know that I'm getting a really good steak. Um uh, so that's I, that's where I would go. Like, I'm not going to say that it's like the fanciest place and there's probably better steak places, but I love that. You know, we we love it there. I I love it, too. So uh, there. But in, in all honesty, Taco Bell or there is another uh, taco place called Condado here. That's pretty good that I would go to. So it, it all depends on what you want, you know? Yeah. I'm pretty sold on Taco Bell. <laughs> to be Don't talk about Taco Bell. I love Taco yeah. Bell. I, I can't complain about it, in all honesty. I'm going after this. I have to place my order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Don, I'm far away. Last question. Food related, of course. I didn't put it on here. Oh, it's just our normal okay. question. Yes. So, you know, you're going to die tomorrow. Hopefully not. Hopefully not, you know. <laughs> Knock on wood. Um, what so- would you have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? You could say Taco Bell for every meal, and you'd be my oh, favorite person. Yeah. I, I I don't want to say that for for judgment, you know, and and being judged <laughs> by the Lord. Um, but uh, I'm, a, like, a, Taco I'm Bell like a super I'm like a super simple guy. A I don't really eat breakfast, so it's just gonna be like some like bacon there. You know, you're gonna slap me with some bacon. If if I'm stuck here in Cleveland, I'm actually going to this place called TJ's Butcher Block, and I'm gonna get like a real fat deli sandwich for lunch, and uh, then I probably I'm gonna get Taco Bell. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I'm not going I'm not going for anything fancy. Uh, that or I go to like a little bit more of a legit Mexican restaurant. But tacos, I mean, if, if you if you ask if you ask my wife, I mean, I'll eat. I'll eat tacos and Mexican food three or four days in a row and I'll go for a fifth day and she'll have to, you know, she'd have to stop me, you know? And that's when I say time is a construct and that, you know, she'd let you go. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I, I probably would. I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty simple guy when it comes to that, but yeah, I mean, I like just a good roast beef sandwich. You know, you give me a good, open face roast beef and uh i'm set too so you know the, the i'm pretty i'm, I'm not going to be picky with my last meal there what's your what would be your order taco bell just like an, on an average day like what yeah what are you getting uh, the a super uh, a, a super average i'm just like feeding myself order yep. is three hard shell tacos two soft shell tacos and two orders of chips and cheese because I dip my soft shell tacos in the in the cheese dip. That's that's like the classic order. Um, 
I'm very upset that they took the volcano tacos away. If you're a Taco Bell fan, I don't know if they brought them back in your area, but they brought back the volcano taco in my area and then took it away from me again. So a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm a little upset there, but a cheesy gordita crunch, you can't really go wrong there. Or uh, a nacho bell grande with no beans. I mean, it, it you can't you can't go wrong. So in Minnesota. Um, in the Twin Cities, I think specifically, they were testing out uh, chicken nuggets from Taco Bell. Really? Oh, really? You better believe I had some. Were they good? How were yeah, they? How were they? They weren't bad. How about you know, the breakfast like, at Taco Bell? The breakfast is good. They have this one. I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah, sir. No, no, go ahead. About, now they're talking about Taco Bell. You can get a breakfast box, and I get this one. It has, oh, no, I'm sorry. This is a little separate item. They have this little burrito. That breakfast burrito, if you will, because it's breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, eggs, big chunks of potato, and then just nacho cheese. That you can't good. really go wrong. I'm gonna have to. I'll have to try it. The other one, the same is uh, is that I have really warmed up to is Chick Fil A. I don't think I ate it for like a decade of it being popular, and my kid loves it. So I have had to like become accustomed to it. So I've really, I've really opened up uh, to Chick Fil A too. Their breakfast is uh, good. I mean, it's a breakfast. I have, and that's the one I haven't tried. I haven't tried yeah, Chick Fil A's breakfast, so I have. It's to, pretty I good. Have they go, have um, have to they go have mix bowl. that in. And it's eggs, shredded cheese, like they do little circle hash browns, and then chunks of fried chicken, and then I put salsa on it. That's yeah, super good. Also, from now I know I've had this conversation with Greg. From the Pinehurst Six, mm-hmm. the best breakfast item you can get and go golfing with is the breakfast Crunchwrap Supreme. So Ooh. it's a Crunchwrap Supreme, but it's got a hash brown in it, Ooh. eggs, and then you can do sausage or bacon on top, and there's already hot sauce in it. That sounds and, good. And it's no mess because it's wrapped in a tortilla shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that does sound good. Does sound good. See, now I'm gonna have to go to Taco Bell too. I'll meet you there. <laughs> Well, thanks so much, man. It's been a pleasure. Uh, keep it <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having work. me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll try to get you on next year, too. You know, I know you're yeah, yeah, for this year for business, but yeah, we'd love to see what you got going on for 2024. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'd love to come back on. All right, appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Take care, guys. Take care. Yeah, and yep, send me a, hey, send me a message anytime, guys. For real, you can hit me up. We'll, we'll do. I'll do that. I'll bug yeah, you. Yeah, appreciate cool, it. Cool, cool. Yeah, man, take care, guys. <laughs> thanks, you too.